the lamps and everything. <laughs> All right, we are live. So this is exciting. Thank you everyone for, for joining. For those of you who are going to watch this live, gonna watch the recording. I think this is really, this is really some good, good conversation, some very good discussion. We're also trying something new. So I'm broadcasting as well. So if you see me looking to my right, I'm also broadcasting this live on TikTok as well. Um, just for those of you who are who may be tuning in, I'm Imfan Akpan, professor. I am a professor of uh, accounting at Methodist University in uh, North Carolina. I'd like to go around and have my distinguished guests to introduce themselves. Uh, go, go ahead, Rule, if, if you'd like to give your sure. intro. Uh, you guys can catch me on Benzinga, on Gentlemen of Crypto, um, yeah, uh, Black Room Investing. Uh, my channel is darkhorsewatcher.com, dark horse like a dark horse pick. And um, I'm happy to be here with these distinguished gentlemen today. Hey, All right. This is Underdog Crypto on the Underdog Research Channel. I'm a digital forensic scientist, blockchain investigator, and all those other little acronyms behind your name that no one really cares about unless you're in it. Um, I have my own channel and I'm here with the gentlemen uh, here uh, with the Crypto Intelligence Committee, and we're going to talk about some things that I think you'll find important. So check us out. Yes, thank you, gentlemen. And, and I think this is very important. Earlier today, I was on TikTok um, and got it, was doing a live, and that's what prompted me to want to do another live uh, due to the engagement. But I think it's important to have these conversations this discussion style, so everybody just jump in. Um, and the the topic of the discussion is the Neo Nexus Metaverse, and I, I I call it the the failing. So so the 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 model the, the failing of the model. And I when I was on TikTok earlier, we talked about uh, why all this is important. So. You know, I, I made it a point to mention I'm an accounting professor and me making these videos because I'm laser focused on doing things that add value to my students, that help them and and to, to tie this in. And part of it is with this content, it helps students, not only current students, former students, pr prospective students to to number one, get information find things out and the hope is to give them a, a leg up or, or to add value right with this information uh, above their peers right because my job is to help prepare them really for the workforce that that's what's moving forward and what what i enjoy with this is having these great minds these experts in these different areas right so we've got underdog does the research the crypto fraud. We've got rules who's stock expert, right? He's a financial expert in that area. So tying this all together, the value I'm bringing in is yes. The value I'm bringing in is I, I focus on looking at all of this through the lens of accounting from an accounting perspective and how this can tie in and, and having these gentlemen here, it is just, it's amazing. It gives a lot of value. Uh, for for the students, that's the key. And then everyone who, who tunes in outside of that, I hope you get something out of it as well. So we wanted to talk about Neo Nexus, some metaverse project. I talked a lot about the metaverse and it's something that failed. It's, it, it failed, it did not work. And I, I think this is something interesting to talk about because we, a lot of times we focus on, you know, you hear about the good, like someone made a million dollars, a hundred thousand dollars in this metaverse and, you know, but this is something that didn't quite work out the way it was planned and want to look at that other side. So if anybody wants to jump in on that, what is your take on this project? What are your thoughts? The thing for me is like, okay, chart from a chart perspective 
And uh, if you guys want to learn about charts, you can come on over to the channel and look at it. I got some videos on it and I'm working on a master class. But for right now, we got videos on it. Um, there's there were definitely signs chart wise that you could have used and said, OK, a, a recession or a pullback of the market is coming. And if you listen to the reasons why they gave um, that they kind of bowed out is that oh, we didn't expect Solana to be down this much at this period of time. So um, one of the first things I would have done even with that money is to put it in stable coin because, um, you know, you never know. Like, take take what you got right now, put it, put it in stable coin. Like, not right now, but when it was valued at, I believe I, the article I was reading said um, at the time they did the mints, it was valued at like $4 million dollars. And uh, I took out my calculator and I kind of calculated how much it would be right now if they had all the coins. Uh, right now, it would only be like a million, a little over a million. So um, uh, if they had just looked at their signs and read the signs, um, they could have they could have um, avoided this, in my opinion. Hmm. Professor, you know, uh, today when I talk, if I can. I brought little clips because we've talked about this before. If you're if you're tuning in, this is not new to us. We're probably some of the only content creators you can find who will go talk about the things that people don't talk about other than Win Moon, Win Lambo. So, uh, Professor, you don't mind? I put a one-minute clip here. Could it, if we could play that, um, I think it will give some context to the conversation. Sure. Let me uh, I add it to stream. <laughs> It's not, uh, is it playing on you? It went pretty bad on my side. Um, yeah, you know what? Um, underdog, if you can give us, if you can give us the link, we could pull it up. Your it's playing for my own new Hold on, let me wait a second. Hold on, wait a minute. What, what were you saying, Underdog? I said it's playing through fine on this side on, on my phone as well. It might be just your uh, connectivity, but um, I can speak to it. Um, so that video that, uh, that they started playing uh, is uh, one of these content creators who was actually telling you afterwards about this rug pool, $4 million for a project, uh, Neo Nexus. Now, just to give context, if you're just tuning in, because I didn't hear about this before uh, Professor brought it to my attention, so I've researched it since then. Neo Nexus is a project that promised a pay-to-earn game. That's a new avenue uh, where people can play a game and they get crypto for playing that game. Uh, they created NFTs in the space, and you had an opportunity to buy and all these NFTs. Now, people invested money to get in on early NFTs, and then after so long, uh, the company's uh, CEO, if you will, uh, Jack Shee, says, we don't have enough money to go forward with this project. Therefore, we're going to give it to the community, and community, uh, hopefully you or someone else will take over this project. The problem is the people who put money into this investment are out of money. So that was uh, the uh, conversation. Now, the question is, was it a rug pull? Was it a scam? Or was this venture capitalism? Was it a bad investment that you didn't know about? Now, the narrative about this is that this was a slow rug pull. So that's one side of the story. And the second side of the story is this was a bad investment that people, it wasn't a rug pull, that it was just absolutely you invested your money in a SPOMO and it just didn't come to uh, a perpetuity. So that's the conversation. So I want to, uh, you know, speak on that so that if you don't know about Neo Nexus, you understand a little bit more what it's about. A game, uh, NFT, people invested money, uh, the, the company owners who were docs and everything else said we can't go forward with the project. So that's what we're talking about. So I'm going to play devil's advocate today. I think that we've talked about this in two ways. We've talked about this as a rug pool and slow rug pool. That is the common narrative. Or... Was it not a rug pool? And Professor, it's more of a uh, conversation about venture capitalism, investment of risk, risk assessment. 
Ruffles makes it easier for us to say we didn't get duped. It's, we don't like to place responsibility on ourselves. So part of my conversation is to challenge the conversation about rug pulls where you got scammed so that someone else's fault, or is this a fault of our own, but you just invested money and didn't pan out. So I'm going to throw that out uh, in the conversation. I, well, I, I was going to say that I'm going to take this position. I, I don't think it's a scam. From an accounting lens, looking at it, it's it's a private business that failed. And we don't, what I don't know, so I was not able to find out what form of business this is. And what I mean by that, I was not able to find out, okay, is this a corporation? More, now, if I look at, for example, Decentraland, I was able to find out that that's a, a corporation, a foreign corporation. Why is that important? It's important because you have shareholders. So those are the actual investors. So those shareholders buy something called stock, which are units of ownership in a corporation. So those are the actual investors. So I, I, I take it from the from based on the information that I have, looking at it from an accounting standpoint, this is a business. It didn't didn't go well. It and was insolvent, couldn't keep going. So it shut down. And that's the risk. You know, you, you're working with private business, businesses, they, they can fail, they can die. So that, that's the point I was going to take. You know, uh, what I really try to do for the people who watch uh, Black Room Investing, I really try to take the investing portion and uh, drill it down to the most common sense possible. And, and, you know, a lot of times that might sound like, well, duh, but um, it's a lot that goes into that. Um, and we look at these things and I don't think it's a scam. But then when we look at it using common sense, it's like, OK, they're promising a play to earn game. And if any of you guys are like software developers or know anything about software, games take years, years to come out. Right. Um, and then you put that on top of, OK. They started this in a bull market, which shouldn't be so much of a bad thing. But if they don't have anybody on board that's looking at funds and making sure to uh, protect their initial investments, then, you know, there's a risk there. Um, and uh, you look at uh, I was looking and doing some research on this and like kind of right after the mint, you got Jack Xi uh, sitting in a Lambo, a brand new Lambo. And it's like. Oh, <laughs> like as an investor, you look at that and you're like, okay, uh, he just went and popped bottles, you know what I mean? Like with our money and it's like, okay, like what type of, what type of confidence that they're giving me in this, uh, in this project. And I know, uh, one project is still around, but I know one project, like kind of right after the mint, they threw a, uh, thing up on discord where the owner is like, like skydiving. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, so it's like it's really it's really kind of hard to kind of look at that and say, OK, are they really committed to like really making this project go fully through to to the end? And um, if they're out here skydiving right now, like, are they really trying to get like, do they really know all the dots they need to connect to go to a finished full project? So. All right. So let, let's talk about it. All right. That's 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 let's debate a little bit the black root. All right, let's let's talk about it from this standpoint. We saw the guy in a Lamborghini. We saw, like you said, you saw another project where a guy was parachuting, uh, like you said, skydiving. Right now, this is me putting you on the spot on purpose. Y'all trying to get us to fight today. <laughs> I came seeking violence. All right, so right now, if you I know everyone uses bathroom toiletries, whether it's Charmin or whatever you uh utilize. Tell me right now, what's the last financial report you read about that company? Something used every day. Zippo. And, and now, now I'm saying this for a, a, a purpose, and, I'm, and I was trying to be funny, but the reality is every day there's businesses that we think about what they could do, 
and and that's a theory and there's businesses that we use every day but we have no idea what they're doing with our money now the the misconception uh and this is my personal opinion this is opinion the misconception is that we believe that they have a fiduciary responsibility to us and that if we suffer a loss that they will too when has a business ceo ever cared about us and just outwardly shown it we're not used to that the rich stay rich because they do whatever's in their best interest i've never had someone who's wealthy file their taxes and say hey underdog here's a million dollars because i did well this year so so i'm thinking about this from this perspective with this project i feel like we're a lot of venture capitalists in crypto because crypto makes it unique from stock like crypto separates it because we're talking about blockchain technology now, the question where it murkies the water a little bit, though, is are we being influenced, misled, and even and there's a, uh, there's some ethics that are happening here? Or is this business as you? Are we taking our 100 bucks, putting it into the theory of blockchain, which is literally a cryptographic hash, and we're saying, hmm, if I apply this blockchain to this particular part of industry, I think it's going to make a lot of money, such as a play-to-earn game. And then it doesn't. They didn't raise enough money like those type of problems to me is normal in business. A lot of businesses try to start small businesses are that's not new. Small businesses go out of business every day. And even though four million dollars seems like a lot of money, 20 people were on that team. If you if you do the math, it's really not that much money. And it's just the problem is when it's your money. That's the problem when it's your own money. So I'm going to get back to the, the narrative. Is this a rug pull, though, Black Rue, or Professor, or is it just bad investments? You know what, brother? <laughs> no, go ahead. I, go ahead, I, Professor. I, I, I throw this in there. I think to, to it, and it, you made some great points. I think to, to the question is, what is an investment? Were these transactions, because I, I, I checked on this there was about uh i think 4000 uh nft property sales are these are that money that we're talking about that that was raised is that from from sales from transactions or, or is that an do we consider that an investment i don't think it was an investment i think these were transactions and that's part of the business model and the way that i think the the metaverse or that we we look at these ecosystems now because there's we have this cryptocurrency involved it looks like we are actually investing when we're transacting i could be wrong but i think i think that definition would have to be clear to to look at how how um how to kind of answer that point is it if as far as a bad investment you know right. what? So, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Blacker. You know what? Uh, <laughs> this is good. I know, I know you were joking, brother, but you bring up a very, very uh, great point. And uh, shout out to uh, Nineteen Keys. I was uh, listening to one of his uh, videos, and this kind of brings up this point. Um, you mentioned Sherman. Like Sherman is something we need every day, every day, unless you know we're using the three seashells. You know what I mean? But every day we need that Sherman, right? So when you're thinking about investments, um, I try to invest in things that I know is an actual need. And as much as I love the metaverse, it's not an absolute necessity need, right? So that's another thing that comes into play when we're talking about risk on investment, right, Professor? You know what I mean? Like, so like if, if we're investing with this, even though they're doxxed, you know, we got to know that okay we're taking a big risk because this isn't Charmin. this is the metaverse that we're investing in at this point right um which you know even facebook you know meta hasn't really completely figured out at this point so we gotta know that if we're investing in the metaverse that facebook hasn't even figured out yet we're taking a huge risk with our money if we're doing that well well black root uh, professor, I like to use. Uh, I like to go to the Bible. The professor himself said, and in a, a recent uh, crypto intelligence committee conversation, he brought up <laughs> Facebook and the metaverse and how they already filed and took a loss. In fact, I think with billions or millions that the Meta 
had took a loss. And Professor, you had spoke to that and you had shown the, the receipts of how they had filed with the federal government saying that they had lost in the metaverse. Now, if a this is Facebook has been out for a long time. I remember Facebook, um, MySpace 2004, so Facebook 2006. So it, whether you was in Facebook or not, this company is over 20 years old. And so a lot of people are on Facebook. Now, if a company is massive of Facebook that allows you to log in using your Facebook ID, very massive company can sustain millions, more than 4 million in losses with a huge team, then why are we so surprised at this small Solana-based project idea that was attempted and not enough money was raised and then it went under? In fact, and then we say, well, rug pull. Well, here's the, here's, here's the problem with this. We we look at the Jack Ski, and I'm not going to take up for him. I'm just going to say the reality is this is the, the meaning of research. We look at Jack Ski. That's the last name, Ski, right, Black Crew? I think I think that's she, right, right. Ski, Ski. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm from the country, so forgive my uh, if I mess it up. <laughs> Jack Ski, and we see a picture of him in a sports car. Everyone's talking about that. I actually have a video of that. Then we look at the marketing. And you bought it because that's what we're conditioned to do. You want to see people more successful. In fact, here's a good example. Look at us three right now. We we can make assumptions because I'm in a suit. We can make assumptions because we got a library background. We can make assumptions because it's this black rule investing. But in reality, we don't know. And if we don't show that marketing, people don't buy. People only invest in what they believe uh, is should be true. They want to be rich too. So I don't believe that um, what Jack Ski did was wrong by putting himself in a Lamborghini. He knows the market. He knew that if he put himself in a Lamborghini and says, hey, I got this new project, you want to be in that Lamborghini too. So was it FOMO is really what we're a victim of? Were you a victim of FOMO? Sometimes it's not a fraud. Sometimes it is what it exactly is. I, I don't. I, I think it. They're, they're definitely with the Lambo. I, that that could be. Mar we don't know. We don't know if he owns it. If it's his. If he's taking a picture by it. So those are things we don't know. So, but I I I, I do agree that that could be good marketing. Ties into that FOMO. It does paint a narrative. But I think it. I I don't think it's a fraud. I think it's a business that failed. And I think it's important to understand businesses succeed businesses fail and that if you're involved because i think you know that whole we have to think about what is the definition of investing in this business did you actually invest or transact or you're involved in any way either or an investment or a transaction it could go it could go very well or it could could do not so well right and and as any business it can fail that that's the risk of doing business there's more risk I, I i would say in a private business because their information isn't disclosed there's there's not that regulation there's not there's not some form of transparency where just like you mentioned with meta i was able to pull up their 10k look at their information look at what they their discussion on on uh the metaverse, how much money they lost, so you're able to have some level of transparency. So, and so that 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 was that was a good point. And another great point, you you mentioned one of the the greatest rope a dope tactics that we have out here right now, which is you know is why you preach research over hype. You have a guy in a Lamborghini just chilling, right? Oh, you got BitBoy with his billion or million subscribers. And really, you know, like a lot of times these people don't have the good intentions for people out there, to be honest with you. Like they have, you know, they're in the private tokens. They're going to pump it and they're going to dump it. They got you like, um, you know, believing the dream of stunting in a, in a Lamborghini. So, you know, you're all in when, okay. They, if you did your research, you would probably know, okay, it doesn't look like they have the credentials to actually pull this off, right? So 
it's another thing to just to let people know, you know, you got to do your research. Um, you know, if you just going off the hype that they that Elon Musk put out this obscure tweet that they're trying to connect to themselves, then maybe you get burnt. Professor, um, I, I, I put another video clip. I think it's playing through because I'm looking at it on my phone. And so it's about a one minute clip. And that the company pulls the money from that investment and typically you hold the bag. Now, this is a common problem, but it didn't start in the crypto space. This technology creates crypto. This is a common problem. That's why everyone fears a ripple. Is there a way that we can prevent this from happening? And is there a way that, uh, that we can approach investments from a psychological standpoint? Um, I think oftentimes human behavior influences um, the ways in which we are susceptible to scams and rumbles, right? Um, that we dismiss information that might dispute or maybe not in alignment with what we would like to see. For example, if there's a project we are interested in and there's a lot of hype around the project, instead of actively looking for information that counterbalances what we believe might be true, we often only look at information that confirms what we believe we already know. And this leaves us vulnerable to um, confirmation bias. It leaves us vulnerable to being taken advantage of, right? Because we're only looking at the aspect that we that we want to believe. Right? Okay, it should be done now, Professor. Okay, great. And I don't know if you can see that. Could you see that on yours? I can see it on the t uh, my phone and such. It, it, it wasn't coming through very well. Okay, okay. It, it shows clear here, uh, and so I'm going to assume that it went through. So that was uh, our last conversation uh, with uh, Dr. Robinson, yourself, and Black Room Investing. And Dr. Robinson was talking about the FOMO piece, and that a lot of times that FOMO puts us as investors in a position to get rug pulled and put us in a position to also not think through our investments and put our money on things. And we don't have anything to counterbalance that. So that's why conversations such as this is so important. What are the viewers going to leave with today when, as they listen to uh, the professor, Black Crew, Underdog Crypto, what are the viewers leaving with? And this is one of the things I think we should leave with. What could happen here is maybe this is a rug pull, slow rug pull with this project, Neo Nexus, or maybe it was FOMO and a business that uh, failed. Either way, the one common denominator is that no one counterbalanced the, the loss assessment in this project. You didn't see, I went back a year, you did not see any content creators talk about what could go wrong until after the fact. And guess what? They got the least amount of views. One guy who talked about it, he has 200 views. He has over 8,000 followers, 200 views on the app, what happened. No one talked about it. So what this means is there is a counterbalance that's not happening here. It's off balance in the space of crypto. And people don't want to hear the negative. What if we had went back in time and we had talked about Neo Nexus like we do with other projects instead of being a paid to shield like a lot of content creators give an analysis about what would have went wrong. Would it have gotten a million views or would it have gotten 200? Now, if you think it would have gotten very few views, and I want you to ask yourself that, why is it that this type of information talking about what could go wrong is what we don't want to hear? I think that's an important aspect of uh, analyzing this project is understanding the mindsets behind how these scams do actually work if this was a scam. I think I think that's an important point. And and I think it starts and you talk a lot about the research and, and it does it, it, it ends in that research and and finding the information for yourself. And I think it also <laughs> Phantom B said facts. That was good. And and it, it starts with asking the question, what happens if this company fails? Right. And, and I do. I, you know, I think it's good to be optimistic, but, you know, on the other end, you got to ask a question. And this is a question that I, I talked to a colleague of mine, another accounting professor, when we were talking about the meta, these models like this of, of the metaverse, what's going to happen if it fails? 
what happens if the owners of this shut it down? What will happen? What's the worst case scenario? And I and I think and that was one of the reasons why I thought this to have this discussion is important because we see what happens. And to your point, underdog, you know, we a lot of times people want to focus on the positive because people want to make money. And you hear those stories. And the other thing that we talked about, if you start mentioning and asking that question, what happens if this shuts down? You seem like the bad person. You seem like you're you're being very negative and and you're you're trying to to kind of stop someone from moving forward when you're just asking a question. And that's what makes this important because this happened. So this is a case that we're talking about something that happened. So it's not us painting gloom and doom. We're talking about something that actually happened and bringing up the things that happened that we know and what we don't know. And what we don't know is very important because that that should have you thinking like, wow, I don't you know, it's not a public company. I have no information. Hmm. I don't know who really owns this, who put the money into it. I, 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 th these are the things that you don't know. And it kind of brings those things to light. And th these questions can be transferred not only to this platform, to other platforms to help you to do research. Because when I was researching for this, I had to go and research other platforms, kind of compare apples to apples, apples to oranges to try to understand this thing. So that was, that was very good. You know what? I, I'm straight giddy over here, y'all. Um, really, this is a straight life lesson. And um, this is honestly how like the society kind of trains us. And when I say us, I ain't just talking black people, y'all. Um, this is how society trains us to be cancel culture, to be like led and like there's only two solutions to a problem, left or right, blue or red. This is this is this is how we are trained as a society. So it's like, okay. Uh, as creators, content creators now, we're now trained to, all right, we got to go out there and feel that algorithm. We got to go out there. Everybody's hyping it. We got to go out there and hype it. We can't now, 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 if we put out a video that says, okay, let's look at the downfall of this. Like, can't, like, is this too risky? We already got Sandbox. We got Seek. We got Mana. We got all these other companies that have a year or two year jump on these guys, not even to mention like Facebook and all these other things. Is this something that we're really going to be protecting our investment if we invest in this? But guess what? Just like Underdog just said, those videos don't get the views. So, you know, where are we left? For me personally, and I know like Underdog, I see him doing it every day. For me personally, I'm going to give y'all the real. I, hey, if I got to be there with 100 subscribers or 200 or 1,000 or whatever, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give y'all the real stuff because, um, you know, that's that's just me. I, I'm, I'm looking out for my people the way that I would want them to look out for me. So um, that, just, that just leads me to, um, you know what, they're not just two solutions to every problem. Uh, you know, uh, you don't go get medicine after you're sick. You go do some preventative health care. You know what I mean? Like Woo, um, preventative health care. Calm down, black group. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, but but the way that they train us, they will have you believe. You know, either you take this or you're dead. You know, that's 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 the way that's the way we've been trained. So really, we got to kind of get out of that training think critically and understand, okay, let's protect our investments. Like going after these things that are hot, you can do it if you want to. However, it may not be the best in protecting your investment. So those are one of the things we really have to weigh. We really have to weigh that before we put our hard earned money into something and risk losing it.
That that was well said. And underdog, I wanted to kind of circle back to something you were saying earlier, just for for those listening and who, who watch this replay. Can you break down, because you mentioned a, a rug pull, and th this has, I've read the same thing, it's been uh, called a slow rug pull. Can you break that down, uh, the, the what they are and what, what the, the difference is? Oh, no problem. So um, a rug pull, a rug pull in general, regardless of the investment, is a terminology that discusses when a, you as investor have placed money, or in crypto in this case, into a company to have a perceived amount of, of something that's happening, you know, a benefit in the future. So whether that is they're going to build a building or whether that's going to be it's going to make the next hologram, you've invested your money into this project because you have a perception that you'll get something back. Now, with that rug pool, the company pulls the money, that's liquidity, the money that you've invested from the project either immediately after they get it so much, which no one knows the number, or a slow rug pull is they slowly take money from it, so much so that you can see the downward spiral of the company, but not enough that, that it makes you afraid until there's no more money. So in the, under these scenarios, the whole point is your money is taken and the, the, the perception of benefit doesn't happen. You actually lose your money. Now, in, in this case, with the slow rug pull perception, because we don't know that, so we can't make a definitive statement, um, the perception of what we're seeing is that this company had a project, and this is the Neo Nexus project. They said, we're going to make this metaverse world. There's a concept. Think about that, folks, the concept. They said, we're going to create these NFTs, and they actually gave you NFTs for land, for this world. You put your money to buy the land, but then they say, you know what? We don't have enough money to finish this world, so therefore, we're going to push it off to someone else. So you lost money because now there's nothing that's going to get back for your benefit. So that's in short, in my version of short, uh, what a rug pull is. That was good. Black, Black Rue, can you speak to you're, you're an investing guru, so how how would you break this down under the lens of stock investing? How how, how would you view this, or how how because we 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 the rug pull we're, we're tying these in and it's in layman's terms. Um, basically, and 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 um, I just try to do it in investing, just general investing terms. Um, uh, this is this is it. Um, any undervalued asset is a great thing as long as you sell it for higher. Um, and basically, with all of these NFT things, the moment that is you buy it is it, it's in high demand. So if you go in just and this is not financial advice, but if you go in thinking, okay, I'm gonna buy it and I'm gonna sell it then maybe that's something that you can do. But if you're thinking about holding on to this for long term, thinking it's the next Bitcoin, any of these projects, given the fact that Bitcoin's been around for like, what, uh, 10 years now, you're really taking a huge risk. So um, if you're going to go in and think, okay, I'm just going to quick flip it, then maybe that's what you want to do. And you're taking advantage of that immediate hype. However, if you're thinking that you're you're going to hold this for a long term and a long time, and you're just falling victim to the hype, um, that might not be something that you would want to do. Because um, time and time again, it seems as though to me that our companies seem to take advantage of the hype and they use it to take money out of people's pockets as opposed to actually giving them money. Like these, these, these projects don't necessarily, they don't love you. <laughs> they love the money. So, um, so you really have to, at, at the moment in time that you buy it, the hype is the biggest and that might be the best time to take advantage of what you got. Uh, don't, don't, don't think that these things, all of 
these things are going to be the next Bitcoin. That's 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 what that's what I got. Professor, might I jump in and talk about uh, this piece too? Absolutely. So I want to remind you folks, there is this euphoria, if you will, with group mentality and marketing. Now, I could talk about the Capital Six riots. That's not the format, but here's the thing about it. It doesn't matter if I'm applying this to the Capital Six riots. I could apply it uh, to um, uh, group thinking fraud. People like to be a part of a community, whether that's good or bad. Gangs, the same way. We can go into prison systems, which I have researched, and you'll know that it's very segregated by race, and it's survival if you don't do it. There is no such thing. Now, what does it have to do with crypto? When you're a part of these communities, you sometimes the investor forgets their place. A company gives you the, the, uh, the atmosphere, the environment that they're for you. You get other people who say the same thing. It, it emboldens you, empowers you that you can look around and everyone's saying the same message. You feel that you have a stronger chance of survival in the market because you got people thinking the same. It makes you not want to ask questions. Then you have the company that will censor the negativity. They don't want you to question it. Blind trust without any confirmation. And then what happens whether it's good or bad or luck, you put your whole trust in this company and they pull the money from you. Now, I want you to think about that. There's that misconception is the same misconception of stranger danger back in the 80s. If you're if you're as old as me, they showed you a, a picture of this man with a grizzly beard and a long trench coat by the white van. And they has a candy and you get, stay away from stranger danger. What they didn't tell you that kids were getting taken left and right from the babysitter, the well-dressed man. You didn't know who the stranger danger was because you perceived that you could know when you're looking at the enemy or the wolf. Fraud works like this very simply. You're not going to know what they look like. They're going to blend in. They're going to say the things you want to hear in order for you to give up trust. And once you give up trust, that makes you apple to be a mark. You're a mark. And I hate to say it, but you're a mark if you refuse to listen to any opinion other than your own. Unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, for the past few years, people's opinions are so diversely polarized. There is no middle ground. In fact, you we attack the teachers, the educators. We attack every single person who gives you a perspective other than your own. We also have to be so respectful of everyone else's opinions that now science in itself is gone. If that's under attack, we can't agree on anything. When you put your money invested in the same mentality, you are in danger. I can tell you that most of these scams and frauds, you're not going to see them coming. But what you should do, and I and I, I actually encourage us as a group, I wonder, I'm, I would like to take a poll on the professor and whoever's watching this. What if Black Rue Investing, Professor Infant Akpan, Underdog Crypto created a, a, a show that we continue to do called The Futter's Assessment, Fear, Uncertainty, and Doubt, where we look at the most top project that everyone's looking at. Instead of giving you the hype, we break it down and tear it apart because anything worth keeping is worth scrutiny. If you can't scrutinize it, then I would be wary of it. We don't tell you anything, quote, positive. We go after the projects and break it down, making you ask questions, forcing you to look at the other side. Now, if we did something like that, would you watch it? That's going to be the question. So as we look at this project, the lessons that we should learn from this is this. There is some things that are scams and some things that are not. But the common denominator, whether it was a scam or not, is to entice you to trick you and to get your buy-in willingly but if i had a knife in my hand and i say if you come over here i'm going to get you you would probably avoid me well what they're doing is putting the knife behind their back and say come on here i got something for you and you get stuck so let's put that in perspective what is the uh outcome you want from this uh, conversation with neo nexus scam not scam what can you take from this I think what you should take from this 
is that you should be seeking out this information and we should break down the scam. I'm thinking if, if you guys are interested that we'll talk about the types of scams and we'll pull the trigger and try to identify the type of scam from an industry perspective, from accounting, because that's where most of it is. From a stock perspective, Black Room Investing looks at companies all the time. He understands what scams look like. He sees them in companies and he's going to call it. And now can't, we can't legally call something a scam unless we know. So we only can tell you the framework of what a scam would look like that might be closely associated with this. So I want to get, want to get that buy-in and see what people thought. Well, I mean, that that was that was great. Uh, I mean, right when you talked about the the I wanted to add from the just to throw in an accounting point of view, there's something called a misstatement and a misstatement can it, it could be an, an error. In other words, it can be intentional. So it could be fraud. Right. Or unintentional. It could just be error. Right. It is the error. And then you, you made another good point uh, about, so there's three things. So you made another good point about that, tying that into businesses, there can be fraud and scams. Businesses can be set up as scams, but there can be businesses that just, it just doesn't work. It was, it was a good idea. The model just, it, it did not, it did not work. And the, the and, and, and it's not intentional that it failed, it's, it's not intentional that it failed. The third one was you made some great points about that, checking those things out. There's tools, you know, you, there's a uh, uh, business model canvas, SWOT analysis, pestle analysis, steeple analysis, Porter's five forces. So all of these things, these, these models or formulas that are designed to kind of look at either an idea so we talk about white paper you look at the idea you you can look at what are what are the strengths weaknesses opportunities threats to it and analyze it from all areas or look at an existing business and do one of these existing analysis of, you know on it porter's five forces and, and look at all of the areas impacting the business and what could cause it to fail so that, that, that's a good point. That's something to look at. Black Room. I think that would be a very interesting show. Uh, case in point, Terra Luna, right? Top 10 crypto, who thought that was going to fail, right? You had hedge funds in there, but there were still breadcrumbs. There were still things that were questionable that could have been pointed out, that, that actually did get pointed out on a couple shows, like Gentlemen of Crypto. Um, you know, I, I pointed it out. There's there's a whole bunch of things that could have been or, and were pointed out. But now, underdog, with that show, the people have a daily resource they can come to and know that, hey, all the blemishes, as far as these guys know, are going to be pointed out here. They have an actual resource that they can count on and know, okay, these are um, the threats and blemishes um, that these guys think, and um, they can, I guess, curb or ramp up their own research by uh, checking us out. I, I wanted to just add this to, to I, I thought about that. You know, I, I don't know if you heard of Ray Dalio. Ray, Ray Dalio is a famous investor. I was listening to him. Uh, he, he has a new book, but I was listening talk talk about uh they asked him about his whole, his how he puts his strategy together. He hires people who to, to go against his whole thoughts, his whole strategy. And then he has a formula that he's, you know, he's wrong a certain amount of time and he can be right a, a certain amount of time, but he wants to hear opposite opinions and he and to kind of eat through what he's you know where he's going to see if it if really he's on the right path or if he's on the wrong path right or, or you know so i think that is very important and, and that's something I, I was just throwing that in there i thought about that uh really quick you know really, um, I, i'll go ahead uh, uh professor and uh black root um you know I, i'm gonna i think i'm gonna start off i'm gonna pull that trigger and and start doing a fud channel 
I, I know what people like negativity just as much as like positive, but the reality is I'm not going to label it as negativity. Reality is if you hear something that is negative, that can save you bucks in your pocket, you should say, thank you. That's what you should say, because that could help you out. So let's stop looking at it and um, polarize it. It's negative. No, you want to hear the bad, but I'm going to quote what the professor said. I'm a zombie sci-fi watching guy and conversation and they uh in, in that movie this man went to this place and he says um there was this big walls that they had built and and uh and the actors like how did you know the zombie apocalypse was going to happen and he says in the in the 50s they told us the nazis were going to come and we didn't listen and you know what happened then he says so we came out with a system called a tenth man and it's a panel of uh, uh, people that no matter what the situation is, no matter how good it seemed, the 10th man would always say no, and we would go with it to learn from the lessons of our uh, past mistakes. We're going to be the 10th man to crypto. We're going to look at these uh, projects, and every time I hear something hyped, if it's the number one token, I'm going to go looking for whatever it is. I'm going to go search who, where is it's owned, what companies and uh, what uh, regulations on it? For example, there's a project I'm looking at right now, and not safe for work project. I saw there in Malta. I found that they um, with research. I found there in the uh, British Virgin Islands. I found that those are two most places of most fraud occurs with through money laundering and drug trafficking. The the, the person over that country, uh, the top government official, was arrested in Miami for drug smuggling and taking seven hundred thousand uh, dollars. Now, why is it important? People don't like it. People don't like I'm talking about it, but why is it important? Why would a company continue to uh, put their company in a state but put their money offshore and, and, and the places that the United States, UK, and other government agency has the most highest embezzlement of funds and we put our money into it? Oh, they need to know that. They need to know that. So I think it's important um, just to have those questions. Uh, if we looked that up and I gave it to Professor, hey, Professor, here's a million dollars being sent to this account over in the uh, Cayman Islands. How, in your experience, how many companies uh, use that as a tax shelter? And a professor can say, well, from my experience from accounting, maybe you get 10,000 companies. Well, professor, how many use it normally from money laundering from any reports that the federal government issues? If he gives you the information, facts speak. And you know, we should take that as, our, as we assess whether we put our money in that. Because I don't want to be broke for like that. You know, um, just back to how we get trained in this country. Um, it's like at one time, everybody thought the earth was flat, right? Or, you know what I mean? Like everything should be looked at critically um, or otherwise you're just being led in someone's direction. And um, everybody will probably shame you for saying, oh, okay. Because believe me, I saw... So much shame that was being thrown in uh, King's direction for, for saying that Terra Luna is a scam. Like, so much shame that was being thrown in that man's direction for that. But guess what? Guess what happened? And I, and, I, and, I would, and I would also challenge that it wasn't a scam. However, he did open himself up, and he being Doquan, opened himself up to that by making certain decisions. But um, that's the thing. We all really need to think uh, critically or otherwise we're going to be led in someone else's direction. And, um, you know, we put ourselves very much at risk in being burnt by being led in someone's direction. It sounds like and, and that, that was a great point. It sounds like all roads lead to research and really thinking through things before you, you move forward understanding how how these things work you know looking from my perspective looking at this i have to take a step back sometimes to separate myself because when you think about uh from an accounting point of view you're focused on corporations really a lot of your work is is in conversation is around publicly traded companies right that's really a lot of the framework and you're focused on that, the next level where there's what they call guidance is really around video games, 
around these from from Zynga on, on forward to you know to Fortnite, where you have these video games where where you know you have currency, but they're their own ecosystem. How to account for that? You've got guidance. You can have you can you can talk about what, what we call stand rules and regulation standards on that, but you you really have to kind of. Uh, un, unlearn what you've learned. I, I, I think I'm quoting Yoda uh, from Star Star Wars. You know, you have to unlearn what you learn, and then look at it from a different lens to really uh, and 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 then approach it, and then research it, and then you got to think about okay, what can go right and what can go wrong, and then the other thing I think uh, a big big takeaway is this stuff is moving so fast. Things are, I mean changing and things are just really morphing in different ways and i it, it you know you, you really have to stay on top of the information and put in sweat equity into learning what is going on and to <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a sweat equity and and i think in black room you made a point we're conditioned for a certain way and a lot of times, and it's easy for us to only think about, well, oh, you know, so-and-so made $100,000 when they bought this and so-and-so made that. Oh, I'm listening to so-and-so. They're, they're, you know, they're throwing, what do they call it? Shade. They're throwing shade or they're jealous or they don't want, but it's really getting you to, to ask questions. So I, I think I think that is, is a great point and uh, ties in. Professor said sweat. Equity. I'm stealing the quote. You didn't, he didn't trademark it. I'm stealing it. You're gonna say underdog research, sweat equity. You know, uh Professor Blackbird, you'll you'll get this too. Where that was a good quote. <laughs> sweat equity. Crypto is made by sweat equity. We know this is to be true because crypto in itself, Bitcoin, started off as proof of work computations that were so difficult to do that it would get mined. That mining gave you a fee. Whoever mined it first got a portion of that fee, therefore giving it intrinsic value. We learned through Bitcoin that it was a way for people to use an economy of decentralization, sweat equity, and those processors. Well, research is the same thing, sweat equity. When we have these videos like this, uh, I don't know if people really grasp it. So if you're on his live stream on tw uh, TikTok, on Black Room Investing, let's talk about the sweat equity. I get paid very well to do what I do. And, 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 and the professor, Black Room Investing, these are industry professionals. Now, I can't do what the prof uh, professor does unless I stop what I'm doing, go back to school and spend over 20 years of my life trying to learn what he does. He's probably forgotten more than I even know. <laughs> Black Room Investing, software engineer, who's also in crypto and stock. I would have to stop what I'm doing to go back. And I think probably what I do as a digital forensic scientist and blockchain investigator. Now you got three gentlemen here, experts in their fields. What do we get out of it? It takes a lot of time to do sweat equity and research. And you got to take advantage of it. If you're not taking advantage of this work, then let me tell you what it costs you. That's why I don't like free a lot of times. If you go to see me and you go and have me work on a case, it costs you thousands of dollars for me to show up to court. If I was to do an examination, go look up digital forensic scientists on your computer to recover something you lost, pay me my 10 grand. If you professor, go to a, a, a certified public accounting, go to a software engineer, go to an investor, you pay an, a, a black real investing. How much do you pay a stock trader who has the fiduciary responsibility to you? And how much do you pay a CPA? Now, what's my point? This information combined gives you an opportunity, a rare opportunity to get something of value that you can apply. And if you apply it correctly, we can't save you from it because neither one of us, none of us have a, a fiduciary responsibility to you. But what we can do is put you in a position that you're uh, that you can win, where you can avoid some of these uh, circumstances. So I'm going to challenge everyone here. I'm going to make a video with the gentleman here and I'm, I'm going to ask them if they want to participate because they are all professionals, busy lives. 
We're going to pick a top cryptocurrency project and we're going to eat it up on purpose. Sweat equity. We're going to look at it from a, we're going to do a three-part series. If they agree, we'll look at it from an accounting standpoint. I'm probably going to be quiet during that time frame and, and stay in my zone. <laughs> we'll look at it from a company standpoint. We're going to try to get a project that goes into industry. I'm going to stay quiet again because Black Rule Investing, that's his, that's his jam. And then we're going to look at it from a forensic standpoint. I'm an investigator, folks. I investigate. I don't do this. I don't play this. I do this. And so we're going to look at where the money's held, what scams could be associated with that. We, and we're going to let you make a decision. And, and depending on you, we'll do this on TikTok and, and get your interaction so you guys can be involved with our investigation and talk about what you're learning, what you're afraid of. And we'll start making content off that. And, uh, and please go to Black Rule Investing on TikTok. Black Rule, we don't mind giving too much at the end of it because me and the professor, we got our thousand. We need to get him to a thousand on TikTok so he can be interactive on TikTok too. But I just want to, let's do that, gentlemen. Let's, let's challenge the audience to get sweat equity and do their part too. I'm up for that. I'm definitely up for that. Let me look. Uh, I don't use my TikTok so often, but I'll have to look at it and grab the name for you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely up for that. And I think it's important. And uh, before I know we're over time, before I go, I, I thought about my day. I think it's uh, David Goggins. I don't know if anyone's familiar. David, David Goggins. He's, he was, uh, I think he, he was, a he went to Ranger school and he became a Navy SEAL and he's a, a in these ultra marathons. And I heard the, the story on how he became like got into motivational uh speaking oh, crap. um sorry was that uh or well how he got inspired he ran this marathon this ultra marathon and the, the way i understand it he finished the marathon he had i think broke a he was bleeding he, he injured himself i'll just say he injured himself and kept going and finish this, I mean, ultra long marathon. Another guy who was a billionaire saw this story and said, you know what? I gotta figure this out. I gotta meet this guy and figure out whatever it is he did to, to have that fortitude. What, does he have some secret knowledge? Is there something he do for him to be able to, he was injured, he went through this ultra marathon and finished I got to figure this out because me figuring this out is going to help me make more money. So that was, that was really, that was the, 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 the gist of it was I got to meet this guy, talk to him and figure out what it is, this guy, whatever he's got to do this. I need to know it. I need the, it comes to, I need the knowledge. Right. And then we do the underdog was talking about the sweat equity. This guy paid, paid whatever money to get in touch with a man he didn't even know and flew, brought him to his house, said, I'll give you whatever money, but you got to tell me what, what it is that got you through all of this stuff. What's the secret, right? The knowledge, the information. So it, this, these things are important. It's value. And I think understanding so from my point of view, as I said in the beginning, well, I said it on TikTok, I said it here, me giving that why and, and why having these conversations, I'm laser focused on helping students, perspective, current, past, give them the advantage, just like that guy paid that money for David Goggins to come to figure out the secret sauce. These conversations, they're leading to the secret sauce and the secret sauce are the questions. Right. The secret sauce is understanding and to get you to think about things, because from my point of view, I understand that if you're an account in a firm, you've got to add value. You know, that manager is going to ask you, hey, what do you think about this? Like like uh, Black Rue was talking about an asset and this. What do you think about this? Well, we should start thinking about these questions. We should think about this. And even if they, they may be a go on investing in whatever it is, crypto, whatever, you come with the question, we need to think about the flip side. Those questions could pretend, and, and a manager in the business, the, the guy will be happy. 
because you could potentially help them from from losing money, right? Because because not losing money is still making money. You get to keep the money, right? So, say that so, again, so people I, in the back, professor. Say that again. Losing money. Say what? Say that again. <laughs> not losing money is the same thing. You you're keeping your money. You're making money because you're holding on to it. You would have they call it deploying cat. You would have spent that money. And you could have potentially lost it. Now you've got it. So asking these questions, doing these things, this information, it, 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 it's valuable, right? So, so I, I think that's very important. We're over time. I want to respect everybody's time. Gentlemen, if we can go around uh, Underdog and then Black Brew, how, how can they get in touch with you uh, if they want to connect? I got it. Before I leave out, I got to say this to you, Professor. Professor is a humble man and Black Rue investing is too, but I got to say this for the people who watch Professor. Listen, folks, I've been working in the industry for a very long time. The professor is being innovative. He could have stayed in the realm of only talking about uh, publicly traded companies. He's probably one of the first that you'll see in the space of decentralized finance. He's talking about DeFi, Metaverse, the zeros and ones and how it works. You want to learn from someone who innovates. You, if you're look, what they teach you in school versus practical application are two different things. For the professor to sit here to bring this together to give you this perspective, that's what employers want. If you want to stay at the top of your game, I'm telling you, don't come with the same classes that everyone else came with. You better innovate. You better innovate. You better understand how it works because if you get hired by the government, they're going to want to know how to do a crypto investigation. President Biden just asked every federal government over the next six months to evaluate blockchain and how it can be used. And if you're going to be in this space, uh, you're going to be in a space by force or you're going to be in a space because you voluntarily do it. So thank you, Professor, for what you're doing. Your students, um, they need to be watching this because it's important. Now, for me, uh, what you asked, uh, I'm Underdog Crypto. You can find me on all platforms at Underdog Crypto or Underdog Crypto One. There are also fraudulent Underdog Cryptos out there, but I'm not the only one that looks like me. So <laughs> well, you can find me there. Uh, also, I'm a digital forensic scientist, blockchain investigator. Thank you very much for uh, letting, letting me be on your platform today, Professor. And uh, yes, I'm Black Room Investing. You can catch me on my channel, Dark horsewatcher.com leads directly to my channel and you can catch me uh every monday 7 p.m eastern standard time on the benzinga youtube channel they're one of the biggest providers of stock news to people like td ameritrade webull amongst others and you can catch me on a gentleman of crypto actually tonight at, at um 6 p.m uh pacific standard time which is 9 p.m uh, Eastern time, we're going to be talking about uh, crypto through the lens of uh, stocks. So we're going to be talking about like uh, all crypto, all stocks that are kind of related to crypto, because there's a big, big uh, advantage that we can take right there since they're so low. Um, and uh, just this little thing, what the professor uh, mentioned about protecting your initial investment. That's literally the first and like most important thing you can do in investing. You have to protect your initial investment. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Like I said, this this has been an amazing meeting of the minds. I mean, and it, and I've got the heavy hitters here. And make sure to follow them, subscribe. And, and tell, tell some of your friends, tell, tell other people about this and take a look. And again, look into learning as much as you possibly can. It's very important. Thank you. And I'll see you again.